Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Friday. And man, today we are finishing up the book of Sephaniah, moving into Haggai tomorrow, flying through the Minor Prophets. And again, we do this because we believe it's so important to be in the Word every single day. And so we want to help you do that as best we can. And today, uh, the first two chapters of Zephaniah have been pretty intense, right? We talked about in Zephaniah 1, how he's primarily talking about how Jerusalem is going to be dealt with in chapter 2. It's primarily how the, the other nations are going to be dealt with for their injustice. And chapter 3 starts off with that. It kind of sums up, ties those two threads together. And then I love what happens in verse 9. We've been talking about this a lot in the prophets, is that the prophets are very intense. Um, Nahum is probably the most intense one, in my opinion. There's there's not a lot of hope in Nahum. you got to really dig for it. But all the other prophets is, man, there's intense moments of judgment, intense moments of God dealing with his people. But always when it seems like it's too dark and it seems like, oh my gosh, there's no hope anywhere, hope just comes bursting forth from the prophets' words and from his pen. And um, and I think this is one of those examples. So let's just read. I said a couple uh, books ago, whenever we get to those hopeful passages, we're just going to read them and, and talk our way through them because, man, it's some of the most encouraging passages of scripture that, that I know of and that I think we can run to. So let's just read. This is Zephaniah 3, uh, verse 9 through uh, 20. So let's read this. And I hope that you got your Bible with you. Uh, maybe pause this video, get your Bible, pause the podcast, get your Bible, or just listen really well. You can do that too. Uh, but this is what it says. It says, for at that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. I love what God's doing there because he says at that time, I will change the speech of the people and purify them to a pure speech. It's like God is saying this. God is not being reckless to people just to be reckless. It's not like he's judging them just to just to be judgmental and just to be wrathful. I mean, no, no, God allows judgment to come on my life and your life in order to make us more like him, in order to conform us more to his image. So it's not wasted suffering. It's suffering that's changing us to look more like Christ. I love that. He says, from beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, the daughter of my dispersed one shall bring my offering. On that day, you shall not be put to shame because of the deeds by which you have rebelled of me against me. For then I will remove from your midst your proudly exalted ones, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. Is that not an awesome phrase when he says, you shall no longer be put to shame by the deeds by which you've rebelled against me. So all the stuff you've done to rebel against God, there is no shame in that anymore. There's no shame on this day. That's, that's so good. He says, but I will leave in your midst a people humble and lowly. They shall seek refuge in the name of the Lord. Those who are left in Israel, they shall do no injustice and speak no lies, nor shall there be found in their mouth a deceitful tongue. For they shall graze and lie down, and none of them, and none shall make them afraid. Sounds very much Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I I mean, that sounds so much like Psalm 23 right there. I love verse 14. It says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughters of Jerusalem. 
For the Lord has taken away the judgments against you and he has cleared away your enemies. That is awesome, right? That these people are deserving of judgment and God says, no, I've, I've taken away that eternal judgment from you. I've taken away from you. I've removed it. How awesome is that? It says, the king of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, fear not, O Zion. Let, your hand, let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer approach. Do you, do you get there that the Bible talks about that God is singing over his people? That's crazy. Like to think about how sinful they are, think about how sinful we can be, and yet God, God is singing over his people. That's unbelievable. He says, I will gather those you mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all of your oppressors and I will save the lame and gather the outcast and I will change their shame. Oh, this is so good. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. So what once was used to shame you, God is now changing that. That once was your shame, now is your praise. So really, the, the more sinful we are, we come on a Wednesday night, we should just praise God even more because that's just shame that God has turned into praise. He says, at that time, I will bring you in. At that time, when I gather you together, for I will make you renowned and praised among the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. And what a moment of incredible redemption and an incredible hope where the people are going to experience exile. It's going to happen. But God is not abandoning his people. God is always a father who's not going to abandon. He's going to redeem his people. And we know that this has happened in the death and resurrection of Christ, that God has dwelt in our midst when Jesus became flesh. That, that Jesus has taken our sin, he's nailed it to the cross, he rose again on the third day, bringing all of these things to a reality for us. Man, I, I hope you just read that slowly today, Zephaniah 3, 9 through 20, and just be amazed at, at the beauty of what God does for his people and, and the beauty of what he's done for us through the death and resurrection of his son. So good. So, man, in the minor prophets, we've done Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai's tomorrow. Can't wait. I love you. Can't wait to see you in the life groups this week. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.